As you learn more, more becomes available in the field of what you actually see. So you actually have more vision into whatever is presenting itself in front of you. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern mystics, healers, and visionaries of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your healer dealer, Diana Zalecki, and I am so excited to share with you my conversation with pro surfer, entrepreneur, and sound healer, Cassia Medor. I just love this episode so much. I love this conversation. We actually recorded this pre-pandemic and I kept hesitating to release it because it didn't feel appropriate with everything going on in the world and now feels like the most perfect divine timing. Um, We talk all about um, the connection of being in the ocean and what surfing means to her and how like surfing is a raw expression of our inner worlds, our outer worlds, you know, how you show up every day, having that gentle, tender kindness to yourself to adapt and really be present to where you're at in that moment. And also talking about the connection of ocean waves and sound waves and, um, you know, all the different things she's been you know, exploring personally that has fed back into her love of surfing. So it's so inspiring, so exciting. She's so authentic. She's so creative and such an inspiration. Um, She is just a huge surf role model of mine. And I'm just like so geeking out that I had the opportunity to speak to her and get to share this and re-listening to it really made me fall in love with surfing all over again. And just listening to it, it was like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. Everything she says is exactly how I feel. Um, So please enjoy this. And also too, if you missed it, please make sure to listen to the episode that came out before this about intersectional environmentalism with Leah Thomas. We dive deep into the connection of social justice and the environment. Um, Please keep in mind this episode was recorded before the pandemic. So she has cool retreats and things that she's doing, but um, you know, she's doing some of these online. So please check it out. I'll put all the links in the show notes and also include all the surfers we reference um, in the show notes as well. Please enjoy this and my frothy interview skills. <laughs> um, and a shout out to my sponsors, SourcePoint Wellness and Guella app. Take care and take good care of each other. Cheers. Hey friends, I am super excited to tell you about Guella app. It is all about finding your healer and finding yourself. It is an app that connects healers and humans. I am so excited about this. Literally anywhere you are in the world, you can check out all these different healing modalities and get connected to a healer that is perfect for you. No more searching and searching and searching for who to talk to, who to go to. This app takes out all that work. You know, you can order anything between like food or a car. Now anything online on an app that has not existed before ever in the world for healers. Now it's here. It's called Wella app. And what I love is the story behind it. It is literally created by these three siblings and with their Celtic roots, the word Gwella literally means to improve or get better. So literally these three siblings have worked together to create an app to fill a void of something that did not exist, which is connecting humans and healers. And now they've done it. I highly recommend it. There is epic healers on there and it is such a beautiful platform. So I advise you to check it out and download it immediately. You can also follow them on Instagram at GetGuella and check out their website at GetGuella.com. Are you looking for kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine? I am so excited to share with you about SourcePoint Wellness. SourcePoint Wellness is an integrative healing oasis located in Los Angeles that combines Chinese, functional, and spiritual medicine along with a bit of magic. Dr. Amanda and her team of experts offer virtual healing services to anybody in the world, including integrative telemedicine, herbal medicine, distance acupuncture and Reiki, goddess acupuncture, Akashic readings, chakra balancing, healing energy work, EFT, and customized breathwork. Literally everything and anything you need to be fully supported, mind, body, and spirit, Dr. Amanda and her team at SourcePoint Wellness has got you covered. Follow them on Instagram at SourcePoint Wellness or email Dr. Amanda directly at drcohen at sourcepointwellness.com. Matcha, matcha. Cheers. Cheers to the matcha. Oh my gosh. Via my friends at Four Sigmatic. I love these I guys. I love it. Sip. Oh, you made it so good. Now it's I'm so going to be like, you know when somebody makes you a sandwich and it tastes way better because they made it? And Thank you. And then you try to make it yourself and you're like, it's not the same. No, I love that. I love oh. that you love it. 
because I, I like making drinks of all sorts, like hot drinks. I love making smoothies. I just like I'm a. I love making my coffee. I just like I really like ritual. making beverages. I stopped drinking coffee um, beginning of this year. Great. And I was I'm on my like hot tea um, kick, and then I'm wanting to get into matcha more, but I haven't done like my chemistry science of it. You know what? That's why I like these guys, Four Sigmatic, because it's like a little instant pack. And then you kind of like dump it. it in, and you just throw some almond milk, and it has all the mycelium magic in it. Well, but real talk, it's more special because you just made it for me, so now I'm going to always associate, like, I had it with That's what's up. And then it's got a little almond milk froth. So, okay. So, I'm just going to get into it. Let's party. Let's party. So, so many questions. I, we all, we all know, um, how would you connect, I, I okay. Let me start over. Something that I felt from day one of, I grew up in the ocean. I only started surfing a couple years ago, but I always, you know, was a water baby. I sailed, I did windsurfing, feel very connected to the ocean and always felt that spiritual connection with the ocean. Um, something I really love and admire about you is I feel like you exude this true divine joy in your presence and the way you show up in pretty much everything but especially in your surfing, your style, your grace, the way you interact, the way you talk about surfing, the way that you empower people around you. There is a very, I've seen it since day one, like for the years I've been following you before I actually get to sit in front of you, is this like strong line of connectedness at its core um, that I feel is personally rooted in a deep sense of awareness of the connected nature of all things and rooted in spirituality. Would you agree with that? Well, I think that, you know, for me, surfing is a lifestyle and it's a way of life. And I think the thing I, I love about surfing the most um, is that as opposed to kind of everything else that I've done. You know, it's a really, um, it's you and the elements alone. You know, it's not like a team sport. And at the same time, there really is that aspect of community and inclusiveness with meeting people in the ocean, bringing people to the ocean, bringing to community together in and around the ocean. Um, so I think that, you know, that's just kind of like how I live my life. And I guess, you know, being out in that vast blue magic, um, you know, staring out into nothing is really an act of meditation. And I guess, you know, that's probably my first and also just like being humbled and just seeing, you know, how much beauty and magic there is in each moment. And I'm just constantly in awe with the ocean, whether it's like an offshore day and the sprays blowing back rainbows or there's like dolphins or whales floating through the lineup or you know, just this morning I was out in the water and it was just so clear because it's been so small for so long and the waves weren't great, but it was just like being and feeling that salt water and my body breathing in that salt water, seeing friends out there who I haven't seen um, in a while. It's like, oh yeah, I never go to El Porto. And all of a sudden I'm like walking through the parking lot, like, hey, hey, like, what's up? My friend Dean pulls up, a couple other friends are there. So the ocean and, and the beach culture has always really felt home to me. And I think that that's what's so unique about it. I think um, more than ever in this time of so much connectedness, we're not as connected as we used to be as a species sitting around a fire, having the time and space to actually communicate face to face. And the ocean still feels and the surfing community still feels like it has that um, intact, that, that level of support and community. Um, you know, you go down to San Onofre, they even still have the fire pits on the beach. There's really not many beaches left like that for a number of reasons. That said, when you get to experience that level of community, um, feeling so grateful to have grown up since I was younger, experiencing that and expressing that and really feeling called to bring people into that because just, you know, when there's somebody that's just getting into surfing and they're starting and they're like, oh my gosh, there's so much community. This like warms my heart and it's an open space. So I know I kind of went in a bunch of di different tangents there, but I really think no, there's like multiple elements that really contribute to the, to the, um, 
you know, both like the sovereign nature of what surfing is, because it's really about you and your will to get out there and to put yourself in the ocean, depending on, you know, if it's a big day and it's challenging or just like, you know, the commitment that you make for yourself to like wake up and, and be in nature and be with your breath and be with the water um, each day, whatever that practice is. So it's like people talk about a sadhana. It's like, well, what's a sadhana for you? Is it going into the ocean? Is it going to yoga? Is it waking up and, and saying a mantra? Like well, whatever and, that and is. I be comparing here, but the thing, obviously, like I feel with surfing with what you're talking about too is the back to community. And I feel like it's what one thing you're really touching on is the sense of presence people have, like sincere presence. Um, you know, I love when I go in the water, I don't have a watch. I mean, I am annoying and I ask everybody around me like what time it is, but like, I like the freedom that I don't have a watch. We don't have a phone. I love that so many people that are in the water, like that you can geek out about something in the water. And I, many of my surf buddies, I didn't know what they did for a long time. Like, I love that. Um, and I love what you're talking about as far as the sad, cause it's, it's true. It's like, you know, um, like making the commitment to get up to go in the water and something that I find is very interesting and it's always happening when we're doing something that's part of our sole purpose you know um is the resistance of it too it's so funny I always talk with my friends and stuff when we're like oh it's so early oh my gosh it's gonna be so big it's gonna be so crowded I don't know I gotta amp up I really want to go but I don't want to go I want to go I don't want to go it's just it's really so humbling and um I'm always blown away Anytime I go in the water, how different I show up and, um, like it just, it's, it's, it's given me a deeper connection to myself and how I show up and more so the conversation you're having with yourself in those elements. Yeah. I mean, I think like anything, when you're putting yourself at the mercy of nature, um, there's multiple ways and it's always going to change how you're being humbled in that moment so I think that that's incredible you know I think it's funny because today I was chatting with a friend of mine and I think this story relates um and he was like yeah like he kept on like slipping off of his board he's like man this thing's just so narrow it's so tippy and then he told me a story he's like yeah one day I was out here and there was this guy out here and he was just struggling to sit on his board like couldn't sit on it was just like sliding off the side and just couldn't figure out how to sit on it and my friend turns and looks at him he's like dude you just got to find your balance man find your center and the guy looks at him and was like hey man I've had a hard time with that my whole life so I think that there's a real kind of micro macro um, understanding of maybe where you're at maybe at that moment in time you're noticing that it's been challenging to find your center and that's showing up in your surfing. Maybe there's a moment that you're feeling a little um, vulnerable and in that vulnerability, maybe you're feeling a little more timid and shy. Maybe you've had an injury. Maybe you just went through a relationship thing. Who, who knows what it is? Whatever that layer of vulnerability can show up. Like a few months ago, for a good example, I had a shoulder injury and I just started getting back in the water again. And I've been feeling very vulnerable in situations that I wouldn't have felt otherwise. And that affects it because like, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, I've been really soft with myself lately. And, and, um, I'm noticing how that's showing up in my time in the water. So I think that there's just a lot about surfing that I've always said and that I'll continue to say, and that I continue to learn from all the time. And I love to share it. It's just that like, it's a really beautiful place to witness yourself in a very raw fashion. And in that witnessing, there's a lot of uncomfort that can come up. And when things are uncomfortable is when there's the most opportunity for growth. So going back to kind of like what you were questioning, I feel like it's like, yeah, it, growth is not comfortable. Um, and it's also super radical if you just continue to lean into where it's uncomfortable and continue to ask those questions and continue to know that like surfing is the funnest thing ever. And sometimes it can feel really uncomfortable. And sometimes like there's so much that's just being exposed through the pure nature of nature and of the water and of the elements and being a human 
in the elements and testing yourself. Oh, it's been, I laugh because we were talking about um, Christy and Kat earlier, which I'll totally do like connections in the show notes of all the people we talk about. Um, something that is comical and hilarious is I get so excited when I do like have surf coaching sessions. I'm so excited in the water. I'm so excited to be with these amazing people in the water. I like hype myself out of it. Like I like Kirsty called it like showboating. Like I'm like trying to show like how I've improved and then I'm like terrible. It's like they're like this is the reason why you do the coaching is like to make mistakes, you know, do the thing and I'm like I want to show like how much I've improved and like how good and much better I'm doing. It just it's so funny and I found personally like the days that I go in the water, I mean, I'm always excited to go in the water, but the days I kind of have a indifference, which feels maybe slightly grumpy. I'm like, whatever, I'm just gonna paddle out. Rah, 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 rah. I end up having like the best day ever because I have like no expectations. But a lot of times I'm so excited to go surfing. I'm so excited to be in the ocean that, I mean, I'm the annoying person that is in the lineup that is like pointing out to everybody, like, look at the dolphins, like right there. Like I'm just, so excited all the time, but th that can also lead into what we were talking about. I can get overly amped and not relax into it and like surrender. Um, so totally, it's completely a mirror. It's a mirror. Total mirror. Totally mirror. So we can still always, always look back into surfing, but something I'd love to talk about is your connection and your expansion of, um, you know, waves going into sound waves. Absolutely. That's become a big part of your life. Absolutely. So I've been, you know, I think surfing, I was introduced to um, sound and vibrational therapy in 2008. So it's been about 11 years since I had my first experience with it um, outside of just like life. Because if you think about it, everything in nature is waves and sound and vibration. When you go to kind of more so, um, the scientific scope of things that's what really helps to create matter and in that it's interesting because it's like I had my first sound bath experience and it really stuck with me and it wasn't for another three years in 2011 that I actually got my own singing bowl because I was just so called to it just like I was with surfing it just felt so um innately natural um, instinctual, it felt ancient, all these things. And being in the ocean felt exactly the same. So I was just kind of following my instinct and intuition and leaning into it. And I just started experimenting. And back in 2011, we formed a performance art group uh, called UFO 2012. And we had a bunch of different musicians and, and artists as part of a group. There was seven of us and we made vinyls with art galleries like we made a cool clear vinyl with oh wow and we did a documentary with the nowness out at the integratron and we would play shows up and down the coast and it was super fun and very experimental and that lasted for about a year and a half till the end of 2012 and then it kind of really took me to this ride and at that time i decided you know as we went into 2013 you know, I was also like questing for something. I love surfing and I wasn't inspired anymore. Um, I was disenchanted by just being a pro surfer. And I know that sounds a little weird, but when you have do been doing something for like, you know, 15 years, it's like, well, what more can I do? Like, I want to give back more. I want to get deeper. I just felt like, you know, there was like a little bit of a, a kind of like shallow pond that I had like grown out of. Um, and not to discredit it in any way. It just was like I wanted to challenge myself more, which is part of, you know, my innate nature, which is what got me into surfing in the first place. So I just wanted to go deeper. And, and I think, you know, getting that experimental, you know, performance art group together and, and starting to work and experiment with sound was awesome because it was super different and we were just following our intuition and and at that time basically so it kind of fast forward 2013 we decided to disband um we had all you know i think come together because we were all kind of like pushing and feeling into something else for us all individually and collectively and you know it's like one of my friends that was in the group went on to like do a very successful um you know music kind of production and and um 
you know, thing. And then my other friend, like he went on his way. And then my one friend went deeper into his music world. And then another one friend went into his art. And I chose to leave Roxy at that time and, you know, start to think about and incubate my own company. So I think that really helped to give me the courage. But then me and one of the gentlemen, Farmer Dave, who's like kind of more from the music world, decided to get deeper into the healing elements of sound. Because throughout that whole time that we were playing together, I was like, man, this just feels so good. Like there's something else about it. And you know, as you start to get into things, as you know, with surfing, as you express, like you just start diving into different wormholes of like, what is this? And I started reading different books and doing research into somatics and different kind of like vibrational string. Like it's like all these different things that I started becoming interested in. And then he and I kind of decided to do our own thing and get, get deeper into the healing elements of sound and started doing sound baths. And we've since been doing that. Um, and it's been fantastic. And, you know, we've played all over the world, um, collectively and on our own, um, have done different kind of like ventures with, and performances with different people. Um, you know, this Friday we have an awesome performance with a wonderful musician from Europe. We're playing at the Masonic Temple on Friday. His name's Hayden Trope and he's fantastic. And he's, a classical musician that's also not a classical musician but like you know a, a musician in the music world who's interested more of like bringing to people together in vibrational therapy and you know we played stuff with my friend pause who's the basis of the pixies and all these other people that are just interested in vibration and vibrational therapy we've like coupled up with different breathwork practitioners or i've done sound baths with you know acupuncturists or people doing reiki and all sorts of things. And I feel like it's another place. So it feels very similar to surfing in that it's about community, people coming together. It's really bringing that same kind of element of humans gathering over something that they're all equally interested in with open hearts and open mind and a willingness to transform. And I think that that's what's very similar with surfing as well. Um, And so now I get to like bring those worlds together and bring people on like surfing sound, you know, retreats. I love that. And that's super fun. I do have a question. I want to step back for a second. So in your openness and expansion of diving into sound healing um, world, do you feel like even though like now they're merging together hand in hand with surfing, do you feel that your embrace of the sound healing world has um, re-energized whatever feelings you were having with surfing before? Absolutely. I mean, I've always loved surfing. Of course. So it's not like surfing. I think it was just more of like the industry aspect of it and and being seen as just a professional surfer. And all I did was go out and ride a surfboard in the ocean. And that's not all I did because it was about inspiring people and bringing people together. That's just kind of like what my ego was telling me like gosh you can do so many better things like you can like the world is in so much need of so much support as are the humans on it like how can you do more for yourself and for humanity you know just seeing kind of like you know how our consumerism and the waste and and just kind of all the negative aspects of the way you know some humans live their day-to-day lives um And just wanting to be part of like a positive change in a way and not knowing what that felt like, just feeling this kind of like angst. Um, And now being able to bring it together, it has in a way re-energized the way that I connect with people in my surfing and how I can bring people together. Like now I'm starting to be like, oh, amazing. Like these are all kind of like merging, you know, where before like, you know, in the last gosh, it's been like almost nine years now that I've been working with sound and vibrational therapy. So when I first started telling people in the surf world about it, they're like, what? You know, like, this is what you do? I'm like, yeah, I love it. And they're like, anyway, trippy. And now people are starting to get it. Because also in 2011, nobody was talking about sound baths. We weren't even talking about sound baths. We used to call them abductions because that's what it felt like. That's amazing. You know, so it's like also just like, I think like, 
um, a lot more people are open to it. It's um, something that, you know, they've heard from a friend. Oh my God, you got to get a sound bath. They're like, what's that? Okay. We still get a lot of first timers when we're doing a sound bath, but we're getting called into different spaces, whether it's like corporate entities as team building, um, you know, experiences and workshops, or whether it's bringing it to people, um, in more dynamic ways and or if it's bringing people together with surfing. So I think it's just kind of like now I'm starting to see how it's all working together. It's so interesting because I have a completely different story, but I can see like parallels. So like I've been a pro photographer and director for like, I've been doing it for 15 years. And then it's like, it was kind of like, this is, I think when you do something for so long and you get known for it, then it can be like that is an identification of who you are sometimes, you know, like this is who you are. And so... You know, it's so interesting because I'm hearing like so many parallels and it's like I've like the last five, six years have really opened up to like the healing modalities. Mm. Like I'm, you know, I'm a healer, like owning that I'm a healer. I was like, I don't do that, but all my friends are into it. And now I'm like, you know, now I have this podcast, which is, you know, so incredible and it giving me the opportunity to talk to you about all this. And, you know, also I'm doing like Akashic Records readings. I'm a practitioner now. Awesome. And I feel like doing that stuff, it's so funny because at first I thought, and I'm just relating this back to what you were talking about, is initially at first I viewed it somewhat as a separate, totally different thing. But then once you dive into it, you see it's all interconnected at the core and how it kind of all merges into each other. Well, yeah, I think that that's like maybe some of like the bigger things that we um, collectively have an opportunity to witness is that nothing's separate. You know, I think that's part of like maybe the larger healing that is available for all of us to have on this planet right now. There is no separation, you know, gender, um, you know, color, race, um, where we live. It's like nothing is separate. We're all existing as a species on this beautiful planet together. So I think it's like, you know, now there's a huge opportunity for people to witness that even like the separation in themselves between their spirit and their ego, um, between their physical. It's like somebody said to me what they said, you know, something, gosh, they said, we're all part angel, part animal which feels like that. And we're all parts of the same whole. So in that, it's kind of like whatever way we, we wish to kind of like feel into that and having an opportunity to witness, you know, another, I speak in a lot of metaphors and, and no, kind I, of stories. Great. great story time. I so could, yeah. I have a fire, but I could get a little Totally. Fire, well, this is kind of like warm, so we it's good. We have our matcha. It's like our fire in our belly. fire right here. Yeah. Great story time. I love this. Well, yeah. And like a gentleman, he was like an older, um, um, you know, indigenous man. And, and he was staying with me for a while. And, and he was like, you know, it's, it's, it's really about this, Cassia. Like, you don't know really what's like, you just got to follow your instinct and intuition and move through life in a good way because you don't know where you're going. And it's not until you're at a place in motion and looking back and you're seeing how everything's kind of connecting. So just kind of like continue to move with your instinct and do what you know is right and and just see what continues to unfold and experience it and ride it i have a question so in just talking to you as i now already feel relaxed by your vibes and your matcha i'm like amped up but relaxed um (laughs) it i feel like when you are experiencing you know when you're realizing something doesn't feel right you're somebody that immediately takes action you pivot Like, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting. So you don't really sit in this, like, um, I don't want to say you don't sit in the pain, but like, you don't get caught up in it. You're like, okay, I'm going to make a change. Like this thing's happening. I'm going to make a change. Um, How would you, when you're somebody who is kind of leading the pack and giving people permission to do different things, giving yourself permission to do different things and doing things that have not really been done before, you know, obviously when you're doing that, you can be met with different challenges or criticism or negativity from outside sources. How do you handle that? Yeah, I mean, everybody has an opinion. And I think that like, as you know, um, I, I think that like all humans, like, like just listening to what you were saying, it's like, gosh, sometimes I feel like I sit in the pain for a long time. And sometimes I move quickly. I think that surfing has helped to refine 
my instinct and intuition um, a lot more had I not been surfing. Because really, it's like, you got to feel the wave. You don't know where you're going, but you can kind of feel where you're going once you're riding it. So I think that that's helped refine it because there's a lot of things within our, um, the structures of everything around us, whether it's familial, societal, cultural, whatever these things may be, um, that are really designed to keep us out of our own innate intelligence and out of our intuition and out of our inner knowingness and instinct. So I think it's an important thing to continue to work and exercise. It's like a muscle you got to exercise. And I think surfing is a wonderful vehicle to exercise that. And within that, I also trust that we stay in things as long as we need to, to learn whatever it is. And, you know, that comes back to choice. Like, how long do I want to sit with this? How long do I need to sit with this? How long is supportive for me to sit with it, to learn everything that's the most optimal for me to have an opportunity to move forward in a more elastic um, way? And so, yeah, I think that, you know, it's really about not beating ourselves up. Because some things we may sit in a lot longer because we need to. And just honoring yourself for that. Totally. And don't freak out. Like everything has. And there's like so many opportunities and so many tools and so many different um, modalities that you speak of and, and all these other things for people to have access to that can help move through these layers quicker if that's what you want to. And I think that's the constant struggle between self and, and, you know, like true self and, and ego. It's like ego wants to keep us trapped forever, actually. Like it would love to go through lifetimes upon lifetimes with keeping us in the same place. And at the same time, it's up to us. So it's constantly choosing to push ourselves. Like with surfing, the exact same thing, you know, which is why I go, I go back to that as a metaphor. Like we, we could just stand like a foam board catching whitewater waves forever because that feels safe. But then really just taking your feet off the ground and choosing to paddle out the back, you're probably going to eat it a couple times and it's going to keep advancing you to the next level and next level. So, and it's a choice. You can choose to stay on the inside and be safe and, or you can choose to push yourself and be vulnerable and, and get smacked around a little bit, kind of, you know, by, by whatever life throws at you to move through it. So I think there's just like a lot of opportunities out there and it's just about constantly choosing to listen to your intuition and instinct and, um, choosing to listening to that over what anybody else says about stuff. And then also knowing, um, that probably if you're doing some radical stuff, you're going to get a lot of flack for it. If you're not doing radical stuff, Nobody's paying attention. So whatever, you know, at the end of the day, if it's causing someone, you know, it's obviously like you're not going to do anything that's hurtful or wrong to anybody. But if if people are kind of giving you some flack for it, you know, you're probably exposing something in them. So just continue to trust it and not even really think about what's going on outside because it's really about whatever you want for you, you know. So that's kind of what I go back to. It's like, well, what makes me feel good? What makes me feel good is normally not what's comfortable for most people. Like I feel bad for my parents and at the same time I don't because they had to deal with me as a kid and I was a really uncomfortable kid to deal with for sure for them, especially things yeah and like whatever you know when I was a kid I got kicked out of private school like all this stuff and for them they're like oh my gosh my daughter's gonna be the worst and I'm a wise woman since I came out that's it but I just wanted to push and I wanted to question everything and I wanted to you're pushing for what's your next choice where's your next out of your comfort zone you know I don't know where that is yet because I think it's like not like what we were saying I I think it's not until I get, or I'm in it, that I'll be able to look back and be like, whoa, you know, or even move through it that I'll be able to look back and be like, whoa, like I'm just like doing the best I can to choose in each and every moment to stay present and to follow my intuition. And that just, that choice alone is difficult and it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it's vulnerable. And I'm like, and at the same time, it's totally radical and it feels like getting tubed all day. (laughs) I love this. 
so much. Um, what is lighting you up right now? Everything. I think, you know, everything, because I think that, you know, it makes me excited that there's conversations like this, the one we're having happening more and more. I love that people are allowing themselves to be more vulnerable with themselves and with each other. I love that people are talking about things. I love that we're in a time of transparency, you know, and we're leaning more and more into transparency. And as there's more transparency, there's going to be more delusion. And then there's going to be even more transparency. You know, it's like, we're just kind of like, we're in this radical time, like really witnessing and, and, you know, so I'm excited to show up for it. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, uh, both empower myself to be showing up for myself in every moment and to not get defeated. I'm excited to um, encourage other people to do the same if they choose to. Um, I'm excited to support. I'm excited to learn more with sound. Um, I've been going to school studying craniosacral and polarity therapy, which has been awesome. I'm going to graduate from my cranio program actually next weekend is my last um congratulations you should come to the evaluations course you can sign up and support the school and just come get a session i'll do a session i'll be like adjust my cream i have a friend that does it it's so interesting how subtle it is it's so subtle it's like longboarding it's like so subtle and so powerful i love it so much so i'm really excited for that because i've been in school for the last like year and a half and it's been like you know it's like an over 600 hour program do you go back to your mom and dad and you're like, hey, can I lay down? Here's some sound healing. Let me uh, touch your head. <laughs> I've, I've given my my brother a session. Um, you know, I've given my parents and my sister some sound sessions. And, you know, when my mom was like, oh, what are you doing with school? I actually like was like, you should get a, you know, if you want to, you can get a session from my teacher. So instead of her getting a session from me, she got one from my teacher. And that was really supportive. So she knew what I was doing, you know. Um, so I'm like the thing, like, yeah, I have to do like a bunch of case studies. So if she wants one, she can get one and she knows to ask me, but I'm not like, Hey, do you, you know what I mean? Pushing it on her. And it's been really awesome. And I think that that has been helping to inform my sound work. It's been informing my surfing. It's been informing my life. So I just love learning. I guess the thing that fires me up the most is to constantly be in a place of learning. And that rules because then you're always, everything's new all the time almost. I'm always, I always say that as soon as I get my head wrapped around a vault of information, like a new vault of information is revealed and it is so awe-inspiring to know the wisdom that we have within us, but also how I don't know anything. Like it's just the, the possibilities are limitless. Like I just, I love that. I love that you shared about going to school. I had no idea about that. And I just, I love how you're constantly pushing yourself um, to expand. And I always say like, whatever it is you do, whatever your art is, whatever your creation, creativity, however it's expressed, whenever you're expanding your mind, the way you see, the way you think, the way you perceive, how is that not going to translate into the thing you do? Absolutely. It's, It's all relatable because it's just like how you navigate anything, you know, you're just like giving yourself more tools, more awareness. And I think as you learn more, more becomes available in the field of what you actually see. So you actually have more vision into whatever is presenting itself in front of you. Oh, I just had a question pop up in my head. So I would love to, okay. So is there something you have not experienced yet in your surfing that you would like to personally experience? Gosh. You know, I've really been loving riding like those fun finless 88 surfboards lately because they're totally ridiculous and I love it. It's like a friend of mine was actually doing this um, this course and she was really interested and it was basically about wearing a blindfold for I think like a week or two weeks and then doing art out of it and then seeing what was coming from that and that was like a practice And I was like, wow, that's so awesome because it's just like so raw and like you're almost like taking so many things away, taking over one of the main senses that we navigate life through and and then experiencing things. She's like, yeah, it's crazy. Like even just walking in the hallway, like I'd be putting my hands on things to like get myself across and like, you know, feeling different textures. Like I, I'd never felt in such a interesting way. I'd never experienced, I'd never like 
you know, the smell of the paint when I would open them finally, when I could actually get over across the room to open them, you know, was like so rich. And I hadn't, you know, it's like all these things are so much more heightened because, you know, she didn't have her sight, which she, we rely mostly upon. So it kind of like, you know, going into kind of more like brainwaves and like what our brain can process if we're using all of our senses like our neurological field like our brain can only cognitively process so much information at once so if we're using all of our senses then everything we're experiencing is kind of like dulled down a little bit they do this through like somatic therapy it's like a practice as well it's kind of like opening yourself up one sense at a sensory um, experience at at time and so my 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 thought and kind of like how this relates to surfing it's like so taking the fins off and then just having a foam board that has like no shape whatsoever in a way feels like that it's like i go so fast and have so much fun just trying to stay in the wave it's like surfing all over again. It just like opens me up. So, you know, going down the line, doing 360s, all that stuff, super fun. I haven't been able, so it's like almost like, okay, yeah, the doing 360s thing is easy almost because that's what it wants to do. So to actually not do a 360 is way harder. And then what if I was to get a wave and get tubed on it? So I have yet to be tubed and I'm not a great tube wider. It's something that I like to work on. But getting tubed on a finless board and then just riding a wave flawlessly on a finless board would be, that's like my ultimate dream. I love that. Well, maybe it will, no, it will happen in 2020. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Did you have a specific location in mind where this event would happen? Wherever. I'm like so fired up. You know, I'm just kind of getting back into surfing again because of my, my shoulder injury. And so, like, I'm just kind of building it up slowly and going out on a finless board is not what I need to do for my shoulder. But that said, when I kind of get back into it, I can't wait. And it's just like, you know, last year it was kind of the board that I would just take with me everywhere. And, like, I would just have so much fun on. Or if I was feeling like I was getting a bit flat or just, like, a bit stuck, I would just take that board out for a week and just ride that because it just opens things up again in such a new way. You just feel things so free and so different. Do you have any special like rituals you do before surfing or you know not I mean I think surfing alone is my ritual like I like to look at the waves I think that's important before I paddle out sometimes I'm just so excited to get in the water because I'm busy with so many other things in life that I'm just like freaking out like a little kid um so I think like surfing itself is a ritual enough for me that I'm just like fired up and I like you get so excited that I'm like screaming and pointing (laughs) out dolphins so I'm also that person just because I'm so pumped to be in the water I mean, it's so like I always laugh with my friends, like when we've gone, um, you know, when we're out like sunrise, or whatever, and all the guys are just like got their arms crossed in the armpit because it's cold, and I'm like, morning. <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh, I know it is still early. Maybe I need to wait till the sun comes up officially before I my morning top of the morning too yeah that's so good because even if they're like grumpy and crumbly you're bringing the sunshine out with your vibe so I think that that's cool you know and it's like I think it's like we should never you know I don't think personally like we should never dull our light for anybody because actually like sometimes I feel like I'm being annoying or whatever and at the same time I'm like whatever and like maybe I made somebody's day just because I was so fired up and said what's up and if they're still grumpy then like hopefully like one day they'll remember that moment and be like oh actually that was really nice yeah no I definitely um something that I've really felt surfing's giving me permission for is like I am always myself but I'm like no filter myself in the water and I mean, like, I mean, I, I have my moments where I get grumpy, which is mostly when I'm like not meeting my own expectations of, you know, hello, expectation hangover. Um, but like, I just, I'm so happy to be in the water. I get so excited to see my friends get waves. Like, I feel like it's me getting the waves when they get waves or if they, you know, improve in something they were working on. Like, I'm just so excited to be in the water. Amazing. Like, I'm just, and I do have a little ritual, like I'm such a dork, uh, if Christy the Catalyst, the other could probably roll her eyes a little bit in the most loving way. I love, I have like a bunch of little crystals. I love crystals. Amazing. And so what I like to do is when I go out, um, 
I like to take these tiny little crystals and I drop them in as like a offering of like thanks. Beautiful. So I'm like, thanks for having me. Have a wave on the outside. Come right to me. It's cool because it's an opportunity to honor that. And, you know, like wave carries energy and intention and memory. And it affects like, well, wave water. Um, And it affects all the other particles. And then those expand across the whole world. So like really kind of what you're affecting in that in that really positive gesture is actually extremely valuable and supportive for the whole world. It's, I love. I just what's love that? it. I, it's so funny because you know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'm I always laugh at like my resistance sometimes to go surfing when I want to go so bad. Like yeah. I literally am like I won't do anything the night before. Like someone's like, I'm like, no, I need to sleep because I need to get up early. I'd rather do this than that. <laughs> yeah, get good parking. I need to get out there before the, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so funny and that it's like it, the resistance just cracks me up. But then once I'm in the actual water, I'm like, ugh. I feel like I'm having the best time. Thank yeah. you. Even if it sucks out there, with like, wait, it just feels good to be in the water. That's you know? it. That's I just, it. I, I love it. I. It's so funny. I grew up in the Caribbean. Oh, in, cool. In St. Thomas. And um, I always make fun that I've slowly made my way more north because I lived in Florida for a long time. And then I've always felt a pull to the West Coast. And I just, like, love living in California, like, so much. And like, That's the best. I just... You know, I've wanted to surf for, like, since I was young, but it just didn't happen. It's like, you had the boy crew who went to, like, weird locations on their dinghies, and they wouldn't, that sounds funny to say, their dinghies. But, like, you know, I was like, oh, windsurfing and sailing, but I always wanted to surf. Always, 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 always. And then I got, like, super, super dedicated and into my photography career and put, like, full speed ahead in that. Beautiful. And then when I moved to California, I just, I always wanted to surf, like, so bad. And I remember I was on... Um, Christie's Siren Surf Adventures like mailing list and I had made up this story that like I'm not allowed to do a trip until I get better and I remember having this like flip switch and I was like fuck that I'm just gonna go <laughs> and, that's awesome it's and, like those moments that you just choose to kind of like take the leap that are totally. the difference and it's like that like because of that trip I met some one of my friends that lives here who surfs, and, and now I met a bunch of friends through her. She introduced me to Carla. She introduced me to Jen Smith. Like, like all amazing. Of, all of this amazing community of women, and I'm like just in awe. Like, doesn't matter, especially being in California, where you know you're surfing. Like, there's always somebody amazing in the water. It's like I'm just like blown away. Like, um, you know, so that just like like literally like blows my mind with delight. And so I'm just like super super. Uh, grateful for that and it's just it's just so funny with like you know we talked about like the humbling aspect of surfing and that's something that I love it's like it's so like one day I can see like how I feel like I should be you know or my experience level should be at this point and then other days it like is not as good you know it's just like having that um, kindness and surrender with however you're showing up that day that's what's up that's you know? what's up. Some softness, some surrender, that's kindness. That's a, a good surf trip of seven days straight and just eating and focusing on that feels very good. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, that's like the best thing and my favorite because I definitely notice with all the things I'm interested in, school, my, you know, running my business, all my sound work, I don't get as much time to surf, you know? So it's, it's like I definitely, you know, don't surf every day. It's something that I would love to. And when it's small and not optimal... I choose to get work done so I have the ability to surf when the waves are a little bit better. Um, that said, when I'm like on a trip and all I get to do is surf, I'm like the biggest frothing grom. People cannot get me out of the water. People are like, like even Jen's like, gosh, you surf so much. You're like so stoked. I'm like, yeah, dude, I just been working. <laughs> and she works a lot now too. So she's like, I get it. I know I'm frothed out. So I think like that's also nice to like, you know, having had so much of my life where all I had to do really was surf. And then now that I don't have as much of an opportunity when I do, it's like, oh my gosh. And I still orient my life around surfing as much as I possibly can. But don't you think too, that even if we're doing what we love, that there's a tendency to, you know, get, you know, not that we take it for granted, but you get used to it. So then there's less like, um, you know, it's like, like less like you really appreciate it now the fact that you know you have these times you know you're working doing so many other things 
there's like a deeper appreciation for when you go out into the water. Don't oh, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a much deeper appreciation. And, and that's, I think also why I really love bringing people to the water, bringing people to the ocean, um, that are new to it, you know, b- bringing people to a place like on a retreat, you know, I don't lead like, I don't do surf lessons here. I, I do make an exception every now and again, but more so because when I'm here, I'm in my work life and between sound bass and my own company and school and everything else it's like my surf time I want it to be for me because that's like me taking care of myself and I really like to go do deep dive you know work with people and taking them on like retreats and we're doing more and more of that because I feel like that's a real time when we get to just grow them out and that's also when I'm getting giving the people the best version of me in the water because I don't have like all these other things I need to do that day. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, this is what we're focusing on. And we're focusing on teaching you guys different skills that you can take back with you. And we're focusing on like sharing the things that like really, you know, make up my life and, and have been supportive that I think can help you if you wish to. So it's like, that's my favorite. Like my favorite is just like, I know that, you know, I got a couple closer or no, a couple uh, retreats coming up in Nicaragua and, and maybe one in Costa Rica again. And then some that are coming together over in uh, Europe in the fall. Ooh, where in Europe? They're going to be like out um, on like Jersey in uh, England. Which, I was really like, Jersey. I was like, wait, Europe? No, totally. Yeah, Jersey and England, because there's like a bunch of women over wait, in England that love surfing. In England? I always see pictures of it. It looks charming. Um, I don't, maybe Cornwall or Nuki. Yeah, Cornwall. Yeah, Cornwall. it's cool. So Jersey's kind of there, but it's like an island and it's really cute. And these people are so nice and they have a great group of girls that come out and it's small retreats. I really like to do small retreats and really like give everybody an opportunity to dive deep and like really, you know, cause then that way everybody gets enough attention and then we're all there collectively as a group. It's not like people are breaking up into subgroups. I don't like that. Yeah. yeah so it's too. really kind of like, you know, a little more, I think it's elevated because of the actual quality of time we're able to share together. Um, that said, yeah, I, I'm like excited for that and, and just excited to expand those offerings and spend more time. Cause it means that I'm like not here working. I'm like doing what I love and like dropping in with people and just like surfing and doing sound stuff. And it's the best. I love it. I love that. Okay. A couple more questions. So something I personally just want to know, cause I'm such a geek about this. Um, I am like obsessed with morning rituals and like what pe- different people do. What is your morning ritual? Um, I mean, you know, I get up and I get up, I feed my dog, you know, I usually go into a little bit of a meditation. Um, if the surf is really good and I have limit of time, I actually go to the beach and surf. And that's like my meditation for the morning. And that's what's up. I always make myself a cup of tea or coffee though. That's like the thing that I like love to do. Tea or coffee in the morning. First thing is like, I guess like that's like my ritual, warm, cozy things to drink filled with like adaptogens and nutrients and all this yummy stuff. And then I kind of meditate, do a little bit of movement stuff. And or if the waves are good, I'll do a little bit of movement stuff and just to open up and then go surfing. I love it. Do you ever do like vocal toning? I do sometimes, not that much. Um, Yeah, just not as much vocal toning. I had surgery actually on my throat when I was 22, which is why I sound like this. Um, (laughs) I have like a raspy voice. I'm a Jessica. Totally. If I talk too loud one night, even like it'll get sore. So like my throat gets pretty sore. So because of that, I have a lot of scar tissue on my throat. So like kind of doing like a a lot of toning and stuff. I don't do as much of mostly because of that. Cause I'll lose my throat, my voice pretty quickly. And it actually puts a lot of pressure. Do you feel like it's sensitive to if you're traveling a lot nonstop, that that's the first thing, like if you were to get sick, your throat is the thing that... Totally. Just because, you know, um, I think that's the place that's, like, been more vulnerable because I had surgery on it. And it's also that, like, if you're in loud places, especially meeting new people, you're normally, like, in those kind of spots. And it's loud and you're excited to meet new people, so you're talking loud. And my voice is always the first thing to go. So I really try to keep it chill. And, you know, I think, like, I'm more into playing the flute because that's like almost like a way instead of vocal twinning, I'll play my flute. Like, you're just, your facial gesture just when you went, I like playing the flute. It was uh, amazing. I love I, that. I love my flute. It's so awesome. Oh my gosh, I love that. You yeah. don't have to play it for me. Uh, so it's the best. I was like, have you ever had Reiki done on your throat? 
I have done, had Reiki. Um, I can send you some. Yeah. I just got my Reiki two attunement, so I could send you some distance healing on your throat. Cool. And see, it's so funny. I did a distance healing on my sister, and hers was like self love, like good vibes. And I did it, and the next day I, I called her. And I was like, "How are you feeling?" And she's like, "I don't know if I felt, but I feel great." Da, da, da. So I was like, "I'm gonna take credit for a little bit of that." Right. But um, okay, is there something that you wish somebody would ask you? Hmm. I've never thought about that. I've never thought about that. Yeah. So no. Oh. And, you know, because I've never thought yeah. about it. Yeah. And I can't think about anything, I okay, guess. Well, how about this? I've been asked a lot of stuff. That's why. Oh. You know, like, I've just, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. I've been doing this for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been asked a lot of stuff. But also, like, I guess, like, I just don't even think about it, you know, because everybody has such unique questions all the time because they're coming at, you know, talking from from their perspective so yeah I guess I just you know if there was ever um you know it's like you've been interviewed like your whole life for different things and just like I wish somebody would ask me this and no one's asked me this I don't know yeah, yeah. I feel like um you know you're so sincere and um vulnerable and honest I feel like you have a beautiful way of even if someone's asking a question, you still answer it from the heart of like what you really want to say versus like what the other person wants to hear. So I feel like that, you know, is probably why you never, you know, cause you're already answering it before it's asked. Maybe. Yeah. Thank um, you. So I, my last question is take away the surfing, take away the sound healing, take away all the things, take away whatever you Google about you. Who is Cassia? I'm just, I mean, I mean, going down to the basis of it all, because I've taken all that away before as a practice, and I think it's important to, because I'm not any of those things. I'm just, you know, a soul having a human experience and learning through that process. So I think it's an awesome practice to kind of take those personalities or those... Um, you know, projections or, or what you are in the world. I think it's a nice practice. And, and I offer everybody to just be nothing for a minute and realize how potent that opportunity is and humbling and opening and telling. Um, it's cool. And it's something that, you know, I feel like as often as possible, it's really important to try to. I love that. And then I, I, my mind's like interjecting one last question. What advice would you have for somebody in or out of the water who has made a choice to do the hard thing and is in that that area they're doing this thing they want to do to grow but they're they're in they're being really hard on themselves about it. What would you advise them? I would just advise them to actually um turn it back and, and express gratitude and support for themselves for making the choice to go the harder way, making the choice that maybe doesn't feel the easiest, maybe doesn't feel the most supported, whether it's by society or even by themselves, and to honor themselves deeply for making that decision, honoring themselves to go through whatever they need to go through for their growth and reminding them that it's, it's a choice and it's a moment and it will get easier and everything's possible because we exist so in that remembering that and trusting oh i love that so much i just want to take a second and honor you for the light that you are in the surfing community the way that you shine that light on those around you the way that you empower the people around you to do what feels good and to have fun like you can make things happen and have a hell of a good time and I feel like you're a great example of that. Thank you so much. And I really, uh, really deeply admire you for who you are as a person and also your surfing, of course. And I'm just super, super grateful for the opportunity to have you on and talk about all this goody stuff that just really lights me up. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm just so always so stoked to share time with each other time with tea, time with conversation. And thank you for what you're doing because, you know, podcasts like this and opportunities to share um, thoughts and feelings, um, and truth with people in different ways and just kind of like continue to expand the conversation, I think is really supportive for people. I mean, I know I've found so much support from hearing different people speak and their opinions and 
how they give me an opportunity or their life, you know, lessons or things they've experienced or, or moments they've been vulnerable and, and humble because like, those are some of the biggest lessons for me, just like hearing other people and what they've gone through and a reminder and almost like a, a way to be like a little softer with yourself. So I just am excited for what you're doing. Um, I'm excited for people having an opportunity to expand the conversation and I'm excited for people giving themselves a little bit more permission in, in all ways. That's a wrap for today on the healer dealer podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review and let me know what you loved about this episode and what you want to hear more of until then do what feels good. Know that you are always supported and it is your birthright to have all the things you desire. I'm your healer dealer, Diana Zalecki. Thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you next time. Cheers.